Ladies and gentlemen, welcome down the rabbit hole. My name is Monty Hook and I will be your host. In this show, I interview some of the world's most interesting entrepreneurs, change makers and thought leaders, where we go deep into their mindsets and uncover some incredible stories and amazingly profound philosophies and strategies on entrepreneurship, human performance, health, spirituality, purpose, social impact, and everything in between. If you want to take your life and your business to new levels, then this is the show for you. In this episode, I talk to the amazing chef Cynthia Louise, a Bali-based entrepreneur, restaurateur, and online healthy cooking personality. Chef Cynthia is well known as one of the best when it comes to educating. Chef Cynthia is well known as one of the best when it comes to educating people about living healthy, happy lives through their food. We went deep on a few rabbit holes around health, vitality, and purpose. Cynthia also shares some amazing insights about how creative genius types like her can become thriving, purpose-driven entrepreneurs. What I found super inspiring about this conversation is just how passionate Cynthia is about her craft and how she's built a successful business around her deep love. And she's also helping thousands of people at the same time. Guys, you are going to love this episode. By the way, head over to www.entrepreneurharmonics.com. If you are in business and you feel called to scale your business in such a way that it not only becomes an organization that runs without you, but it becomes an asset that grows without you, then go to the website now. Get access to the free diagnostic tool. It takes about 30 minutes. If you do this, you'll understand why and how Richard Branson has so many companies and he spends his day kite surfing and playing tennis. That's www.entrepreneurharmonics.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back down the rabbit hole. My name is Monty Hook and I am your host. And today I am joined by the lovely chef, Cynthia Louise. How are you? Fabulous. Thank you so much for coming into my humble villa studio. Uh, it's amazing to have you here. What do you think? <laughs> I think it's amazing. Yeah. It's very humble. Humble's good. Humble's where it's at. <laughs> so it's- one of the reasons I wanted to bring you in and talk to you is because um, the work that you do uh, with food, and we'll get into a little bit of that, uh, you do with a lot of passion and a lot of vibrancy. And that's, you know, I'm very curious about people who have created businesses around something that they're so passionate about and they can just really throw their whole lives into, which you obviously have. Um, and your food is amazing. I've got some here. Uh, maybe I'm going to try <laughs> you have this. A, you have a try, cookie saved. <laughs> try this live. Like, I will try this live for sure. But um, so first question is, what are, you, what are you actually known for? What, what am I known for? Yeah. Uh, to bring ease into one space in the kitchen. To bringing yeah. that sense of love and care when it comes to feeding your organs, to giving you an opportunity to feel feel out of the dieting and the food trends and the body issues and the fads and the mm. wellness industry and bringing it directly back to nature where you belong. Really, yeah. really simple. That's what I'm really known for. And, of course, my recipes. 
Yeah, I think you're. I mean, when I watch you, you're actually really good on camera, and you know the stuff that you do. You have a, a program teaching people at home how to make really beautiful, amazing food, um, and you're really vibrant in front of the camera. <laughs> and it's like you can just tell that you love what you do, and you put your heart and your soul into your craft. Um, here's a really interesting question for you. Like one thing I've always been curious about is, you know, some people say, and this is what I believe also, is that. Food tastes different when it's made prepared with love, right? What's your how, how do you explain that to people? Because logical people would say that makes no sense at all, right? Mm-hmm. So how do you how do you explain that to people? Like when you're teaching people about food and the uh, preparing food with love and beautiful ingredients, like how do you how do you talk people through that? This is really really great question because this is exactly <laughs> what I do. So you have a recipe, right? You have an ingredients, you have a method, you have the beginning, middle, and the end. Do you know what I mean? You start mm. the stove, you go through the process. It's actually the energy behind the recipe which I bring to the table. How are you feeling? Where are you at? Are you cooking because you have to or are you cooking because you're hungry? Mm. Are, you, are you sitting in a space of there's family around or there's people around or are you trying to cook? Are you cooking because you want to build something? And where are you at? Do you have the Do you have a thousand emails to open? Do you have the washing of the kids coming home? Or is your girlfriend screaming at you, Monty? Mm. Or is your dog barking? Where are you at energetically before the recipe unfolds? And so, if, so what I what I bring to the table and bring to the recipe is a thing called a flash tag in, in the ingredient, and it could say ease, abundance. I love letting go, love. It could say you know passion, purpose, resilience. It doesn't matter what it is. It's checking in to the vibrational match of the energy of where you're at because what happens is we go to some, you know, we go to make a cookie like the one in front of you and it's like, you know, I've just, I just, I just, I, I have tell to me make about the, the cookie. cookie. I tell have me, to make the cookie. Tell me about the cookie. <laughs> but it's not about the, it's actually not about the cookie. It's about the energy behind the cookie. So the cookie is what you're eating uh, in its whole form or real food form is a raw cookie. So it's a raw granola cookie full of incredible ingredients. It's damn delicious. It's really beautiful. So now when I'm making that cookie in a space of I want to make the cookie, I can't wait to make the cookie, I want to eat the cookie, the cookie's freaking on point. Mm. And when I'm in a space of anxiousness, lack, sorrow, loss, worry, scarcity, cookie doesn't taste that good. Mm. doesn't taste good at all. It's the same recipe, same ingredients. Because in every culture, every culture has, has, a, uh, has a food part of their culture, right? And that is usually... A mechanism of sharing, preparing food with family and friends and sharing it and bringing people together and that's all built around love and connection, right? But it seems to me that uh, with mass food production and the way that things are made, that's a reflection of, I'm going to say, excuse me, I'm like <laughs> tasting the cookie in my mouth. Chewing. <laughs> That's a reflection of where humanity is at. Like humanity is very disconnected from nature. It's very disconnected from each other. We're disconnected, right? And it seems to me that food um, has kind of gone in that direction as well. So it kind of occurs to me that what you're doing is you're actually helping bring people back together to that connection. Does that sound fair? Yeah, sure. But you've got to remember the return, the return of the Industrial Revolution where we went from grinding things in stone to steel. It's progress. Mm. We, 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 we need to feed the planet, yeah. okay? So food production and food security and food safety and, and creating 
food that's processed like you're talking about and stepping out of this way of cooking for family, for friends, for loved ones, for, you know, there's people in the studio here that have family and friends, right? We, 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 we've, we've escalated and quantum leap to the fact that we've got to feed the planet. Mm. But we took out nutrients and put in science and we, we, just, we just made a silly mistake. I call it a silly mistake. But really at the end of the day, we live in Indonesia. Yeah. The whole basis of... Um, Community and food culture around here is really simple. It's small amounts of food. It's a gathering. It's cooked once a day, and it's a it's a conversation. We, we we've just we've just got a little bit lost on the way. Mm. I wouldn't put it down as such, but we have got a little bit lost. So what I do is I I connect the dots back to the genius of the return of the industrial revolution because I think it's a genius moment, right? I really do. When we built microwaves and we created things. And now we're looking at disease in the body and dis-ease in the body. And now we're going, okay, well, maybe we need to go back to that way we, we were, you know, with food. But do you think we're doing enough of, of that? Because it's almost like we're still in this kind of phase of where this kind of stuff is a little bit woo-woo and it's a little bit fluffy and it's a little bit like left of center or almost alternative, right? And I think that's... Uh, how, like, how do you? How do we bridge that? How do we bridge what you're saying, which I, I agree with? Mm. How do we bridge new technology? How do we bridge this new way of humanity with ancient wisdom and uh, being connected to nature and making food that is natural? Like, yeah. how do we bridge those? Well, I work from three pillars. You know, inspiring someone, a human, to educating, to transformation. Inspiration is giving you a deep idea of your organs, you have 78 of them in your body, Monty, 78 organs that pay an orchestration of intelligence like no other. You can't imagine what those beautiful organs do. Mm. It's really quite exquisite to think about. Inspiring someone to look internal instead of standing in front of the mirror and going, oh, my boobs aren't big enough or my face is like this and I've got this role here and I should have more muscles or whatever it might be. I inspire you to look internal into the heart, the pancreas, the gallbladder, all the things that you wouldn't really concentrate on. Mm. That sparks something in you. And then I educate from that space of let's pick up some processed food. Let's read it together. Let's not put it down. Let's not pick on it. Let's not Google anything. Let's just read. And then what happens then? The human goes, oh, my God, I don't know what 264 is and 124 is and 256 is in the, in the ingredients. And I'm like, well, numbers are for counting. They're not for eating. Yeah, because all of a sudden they've got this awareness of all what of they're sudden, cons consuming. Exactly. Yeah. And so then we go into the, to the making of it and keeping it very simple away from the, the heartache and the push of having to cook to more of a relationship with the idea that food plays an integral role back into those organs and transformation happens and it goes through the family and out to the outer community and so forth and so on. Yeah. And that's how I work from. And I really believe that process brings us back to um, a, a more centered idea of around food instead of a push and a shove. And, yeah. You know? So, it, it, yeah, and because what, what occurs to me is there is this, there's, there's people that are kind of pushing the polarities, right? So um, I don't. maybe you can share what your take is on meat and veganism and all these kind of things, but it kind of occurs to me that vegans, whilst they might have a pure intention of wanting us to connect back to nature and have better practices for meat production and all these kind of things, their intention is pure, but the way they go about it is by blasting anybody who eats meat. And my take on that is, like if you wanted to share what your message is, the best way to do that is 
come to me with some beautiful vegan food that you've prepared and then say, hey, try this, let's eat together. Mm. And then I taste that and go, wow, that's really amazing. Now I, I might feel like I want to explore that more. I want to choose that, but I get to choose that for myself rather than being told that meat is wrong. You is should that, eat has meat. Has that happened to you? Have no, you no, that's just my, ref- that's my reflection. reflection. I stopped eating meat. Um, what happened with me in 2014 or 15 when I first mm. met you? Actually, let me tell you a story. My first introduction to your food was I was playing uh, poker with um, a group of guys, uh, some mutual friends, and there was nachos pre- prepared, and it had vegan cashew cheese. And it was my first time to ever try cashew cheese. And I was like, what is this voodoo that, I, uh, that is happening to me right now? Like, how is this made from cashews? <laughs> and I was like, this is the best, like, cheese I've ever eaten in my life. And it's just made from cashews? How is this even possible? And then that just kind of, like, gave me these insights. Like, wow, like, this is really amazing. And a lot of this happens in Bali, right? Bali is kind of like this epicenter, this hub for these kind of foods. And it was kind of a... Um, it was a good moment for me. But at the same time, I was going through a lot of cleansing and fasting. I had paras- like really bad parasites. And I went through a process at that time of stopping eating meat. And that gave me this new level of awareness of my body. And now I feel like I'm really in tune with what my body needs. So I kind of go through times where, like at the moment, I'm eating more meat because I've got broken ribs. And I feel like my body needs more collagen and needs more fats and all this kind of stuff. But I know there'll be a time where like, I don't feel like eating meat for a few months, Beautiful. right? And I think that that awareness of my body has been developed by removing those things out, like taking meat out. How could I know what my body needs if, it's, if I'm just always jamming it down my throat, mm-hmm. right? So what, what's your take on, uh, let's go to the meat place. What's your, what's your take <laughs> on that? I don't have one, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I, I, don't, I, I don't. I, Cynthia, do not operate in dieting or fads or removing i operate look my career is based on dairy free that's the truth for children with autism that's how i started um i i I deal with plants because you know my mum said you're not leaving the table till you finish your veggies cynthia you've eaten all your chicken finish your veggies finish your veggies finish your veggies not getting dessert finish your veggies (laughs) it's as simple as that for me so when i hear the noise of you know, I, got, I was interviewed this week about veganism and they're like, how long have you been vegan for? I'm not vegan. Mm. Oh, we thought you were – and I'm like – and they go, what do you eat? Well, it's none of your business, to be honest. Yep. That's how I operate. Yeah, and, and this, is re- <laughs> this is a really beautiful point because one of my concerns, I guess, for people who, are, who choose to be vegan mm. is that it becomes more about their identity yeah. of saying, I'm a vegan and this is where I stand rather than – actually think it's got nothing to do with what they're consuming it mm. becomes more about the identity mm-hmm. like i interviewed last week uh dominic rapson who is a carnivore guy right he's known for now just so you know i'm not pro carnivore i'm not pro vegan i'm not pro anything what i'm curious about is exploring all these different ideas and opening people's minds so that they can experiment and discover what's right for themselves right mm. And I think there's little pieces you can take from all of it. Totally. Like with Dominic, it's like, I don't think I'm ever going to try the full meat thing. That doesn't feel aligned to me, but I'm not making it wrong. Mm. But there's some hints that I got from him, and he's got a very deep knowledge of n- nutrition. And I got some real hints for me in terms of what's going on for me right now. That's great. Right? So uh, I, I think I, I love the way that you uh, explain that. 
I think people need to kind of disconnect from the idea that they, they're keto or they're vegan or they're this or, or they're that. So how, how do people do that? Like, well, my, Where are people going wrong there? My job is to amp up the plant in your world, not to take out anything. Yeah. And from there, the body, it is just a scientific fact that plants are directly related in some form or another to our blood. The greens, you know, match our blood. There is, there is, there is nutrients in plants. We just know that. There's yeah. nutrients in, in food, in real ingredients. We know that, whether it's animal protein or not. It's irrelevant. It's the fact that my mum said, you are not leaving this table until you finish your vegetables. So my, my job is to amp up the plant in your world, not to take out or to reduce or to tell you you shouldn't or you should or it does, it's not, it's not where I flow from. I don't, I, don't, I find that very dogmatic. Mm. And I get into trouble for this all the time. All the time. I can't believe you're not vegan. I can't believe you can sit there and talk about it's okay for a meat eater to eat meat. Mm. It's not my business what you eat. My business is to inspire you to fall in love with yourself yeah. and to give you an opportunity to have something a little bit different made from plants, cashew, But if, if there is a choice of meat, and maybe yep. this is something you can, can comment on, is... Different energy, different meat has different energy. Yes. Like the way that it's been raised, the way that it's been killed adds to the energy of the meat, right? So it doesn't matter what you're eating, whether it be plants, whether it be meat, you are consuming that energy, right? And well, this is one thing I believe. And what's your take on that? Because I think a lot of people eat anything, not ever thinking that what am I that how that's been prepared mm. or the factory that it came from or where it was raised, the kind of grass or whatever it was mm. fed has any impact on them, right? It's just education. Yeah. It's like salmon, you know. We're told that salmon has omega-3, 6 and 9 we need to eat salmon. And those omegas sit in the little fatty pockets of the salmon, you know, and we stand in the, in the supermarket and we look in the cabinet and we find the best colour and we go, mm, I'll have that one, that piece. And we take it home and eat it. But no, 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 this is where it, it gets really beautiful because imagine being, I teach you that salmon is quite magnificent. It, it swims in the ocean and it eats macroalgae, mm. which creates omega-3s. Farm salmon doesn't do that. Mm. It's on pellets. It grows from this big to this big in a very small amount of time. And those pellets are what? I don't know. I'm not there making them. How can I even judge? I can't even Google that. Yeah. So, so it's common sense. There's hormones, there's colouring, there's antibiotics, there's fake and synthetic omegas, and those pellets go into the ocean and the, the, the fish, salmon eats them, and then they poo that out and that falls to the bottom of the ocean and the whole of that ocean is dead because it can't grow because it's suffocating like the bottom of that ocean, right? And, so the, and, then, and then we take the fish and we're brutal when we kill stuff. Like I've killed animals for many years. I, I know how to do it as a chef. And we kill that meat, blah, blah, and we take it and then we eat that. And we're thinking in our minds that this is brilliant for our heart health. Mm. But what we've missed the step. Mm. We've got environmental, you know, pretty intense disaster happening there, especially in the Derwent River in Tasmania where they grow salmon. We've got a, mis a complete miseducation on the fact that that is synthetic omegas. And then we've got a disconnect of salmon doesn't look that colour. Do you know what I mean? Like mm. that's just silly. And then, and then we have, then we eat it, and then we're like, and then we're in this space, and we don't understand the complete energy of, like you said, it's all of it. It's not just the energy of the animal, how it's raised, it's the environmental factors as well. 
And I love talking about that. And the same with cows and pigs and chickens. You know, chickens are an energetic, an energetic tightening flesh. They sit in a cage and they just do this. Mm. And they're an energetic tightening flesh. And so they, they poo on each other. Yeah. And then they're rounded up, especially in Indonesia, chucked in the back of a truck and blah, blah, blah. And we're brutal. We're br- humans are brutal. And then we, we, we go forth and we make satay or whatever we do with it. The complete energy is back with a pallet. It's been fed to that chicken. How is that grown? Is that genetically modified? What does that have an impact on our soil? Where, and that's where I go to. So I start from the very beginning. Yeah. You know, so and educate it, from there. Instead of going, don't eat chicken. Yeah. It's meat. I don't do that. That's, yeah. that's, not, that's very dogmatic. And my yeah. cat ate my dogma years ago. And, and I think what you're raising here is, is the importance of understanding the ecosystem of how everything yes. lives together. Yes. Because when we look at, like you said, omega-3s is one thing. It's like, yeah, we're told omega-3s are good. But then we look very one-dimensionally at, okay. Actually, I it's omega-9s that they tell us what, that we need to have, yeah. Six, nine, yeah. all yeah, of yeah, it. Yeah. Like there's a thousand different vitamins that we're supposed to consume according to the experts, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And But we look at it very one-dimensionally. It's like, I, I need D3. Well, let me just go get a bottle of D3, right? Rather than thinking, you know, yeah. of the whole ecosystem and how things, how things are prepared. Yeah. And it's, I think there's so much more that science needs to tell us around... Yeah. what we're consuming, how the body works. So here's another question for you. What do you, in, in your experience, the work that you do with people, because you've run retreats, you teach people, what do you see are the diseases or the symptoms that, are, that people have that is showing up from bad diet, bad food practices, whatever is, is happening in their life? What are the, what are this, the common disease that you see yeah um autoimmune okay and that is a plethora of diseases celiacs crohn's leaky gut psoriasis eczema fatigue mm. um it could be bowel health it could be it's just it's a whole it's a, it's a <laughs> it's a saucepan of goodies autoimmune and autoimmune is one of the major 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 things that i see and you get one autoimmune, then you get another, then you get another, and, you get another, and that's how it goes, you know. It's, you know, MS, whatever. It's all autoimmune, and it all comes back to the gut. So that's what I see mostly yeah. when it comes to the fact that food is produced, you know, violently, one would say, without concern of not only the planet, but your 78 organs. Like, you, you've got to think about this for a minute, right? And this is, this is such a great conversation. I love this stuff. Um, big, big industrial factories that produce a whatever, I don't know, let's pick on something, a packet of something that is highly processed. Number one, they're not going to let you in there. Remember that. They're not going to let a journalist in there, let alone Monty. <laughs> they're That's, just not. Yeah, they're yeah, not. Yeah. So they have no care whatsoever for the consumer's health. They don't. They don't sit there around a table in a beautiful place like this and go, Monty, today I'm going to make this two-minute noodle and I'm going to make sure it serves your 78 organs in your body and when you, when you bite into it, we're going to make sure that it breaks down and a little fluff inside your digestion can break that down and you can poo and everything's going to be good and you're going to be in flow. They don't have those conversations. They don't give a flying fuck about your health. <laughs> yeah. So it's up to you as an individual. Transformation doesn't happen through governments. It happens through individuals. Yeah, through our choices, yeah. Yeah, it's up to us, me and you, to really sink into the chair and go, right, without going on Google. Nature gets it right every time. Yeah. And when it dictates the meal and it puts it on your plate, you're in the right place. Now, when science does that, 
you are completely not in a right place. It's that simple. Yeah. 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 And one of the things I, I'm, and not just in the topic of, of food, but so many things, uh, I think it's really ridiculous that us as humans, it's so arrogant to think that we are above and bigger than nature, that oh everything that grows out there, it's like, no, 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 let's just ignore that. Let's mm. supersede that and make something in a factory out of petrochemicals and then <laughs> put that in our bodies and think that that's like, it's such an arrogant thing to think. Like, <laughs> how do we, how do people connect back to that? Yeah. Because it's a big conversation. Uh, big, what I big, think is, and what's beautiful about what you do and the food that you're doing and what you're educating people, it seems like that's a gateway for people because it's giving people some awareness and then they probably start asking different questions like, well, what about my physical environment? You know, like what about the oils, you know, like you, you know, where you've got essential oils and all these things become a, a conversation and then they're thinking about all the environment around them and where am I and is you know is this conversation healthy for me? Right? It's kind of like it yeah. opens up a gateway. It does to the powder right. that washed your shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To the laundry powder. Yeah, it's a beautiful. It's a beautiful way of mm. watching someone really connect in with nature. Because you're right, you know, like it is so incredibly magnificent, and we've just forgotten. Humans aren't stupid. We're not stupid. We haven't done the wrong thing. There's no wrong here. It's just. We forgot. We had to feed a planet and we did it in a way that we yeah. knew how. We made white bread fabulous. So do you <laughs> And we added four thousand ingredients <laughs> that don't make any sense, but that's yeah. okay. We forgive. But do you okay. Do you think that we're moving the needle on that? Like uh, my perception of, of what we're discussing here is we've got to move the needle back in the other direction. We've got to connect back to nature. We've got to use healthier foods. Do you think that we're still going in the wrong direction or do you think that we're at a kind of a tipping point in humanity where we're moving the needle back in the other direction? I think we're in, where it's a magical time to be alive, to yeah. be honest. I, don't, I, don't, I really do. Like, yeah. I'm a kind of a weirdo with this Yeah, one, no, but so am I. So I feel very, very optimistic. Totally, right? <laughs> yeah. It's freaking magical. Yeah. And the more, like your, your loudspeaker right now, this, what you're doing, is brilliant. Mm. Because it, 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 is, it, is nourishing a, it is nourishing a race, a human race. So, so I don't. I, I truly, truly believe that we're we've already been awake. We're not waking up. We're already awake. We're already conscious. There's there's no way we're not unless we're dead. Um, we just have this ability to shift and lift, and just look at that and go, oh, I'm going to try that with ease. Mm. That's what I teach and bring to the table with ease. Let's just calm it down and let's just go in with ease. Because the last thing a woman and I'm going to pick on the woman because men. Rarely cook. There's a few of them that I know, but really. Um, I can make cashew thing. butter. I know. That's, so that's it. Cashew butter. <laughs> that's all I can Toads, make. That's awesome. But women, <laughs> women, women come home just as men do and they want to feed and nourish their family the best yeah. way they know how. And food labels are shocking and food and health claims are ridiculous because it, it takes us in another wrong direction. There is no way you, me and you would walk into a supermarket right now and a banana is screaming potassium. It doesn't do that. A carrot doesn't scream carotene. It doesn't. There's no label there, right? By me, I have carotene and I'm amazing. And I have ex I have this amount exactly. exactly. Does it? It yeah. doesn't. They don't do that, do they? Then you go down the other aisles where all the packaged food is and then it's like, I'm gluten-free and I have extra iron and fiber, you know, and we then buy that. And what it is, it is induced in a synthetic iron, you mm. know what I mean? It's induced in a synthetic way of flavor. Yeah. And so it's just a matter of... Slowly, slowly, like, calm, calm, let's calm this shit down 
and we, we, we touch in with where someone is at and we gather them up side by side and we love them and, and give them an opportunity to tune into this deliciousness that's inside that skin. Yeah. And that's how it starts, you know. It's, it really is a magical time to be here. Yeah, and I, I think so many, so many <clears throat> things evolve uh, for your life when you have real vitality. Like I actually think, yes. like if I look back in how I was 10 years ago or whatever and how I feel now, and I compare the way that I live to most people. Like people will look at my life and go, that's pretty extreme. Like I spend a lot of hours a day, you know, taking care of myself and doing practices, mm. which most people don't have the time to do or they've got plenty of excuses not to do it or, or they, don't don't they don't prioritize it, they, they don't value it. Yeah. But I feel like I have real vitality and mm. I didn't before. And I have to assume so many people, especially – in Australia, in USA, in Western civilizations, mm. civilizations don't have never felt real vitality. They've never actually felt that. Like so, from from being children, mm. you know, because we're fed Milo and we fed all these things, and it's like it's like you know, it tastes good. Don't knock the Milo days. <laughs> no, I, I used to drink like a, a gallon of milk and just tip the Milo in my mouth. <laughs> That's how your mother only knew how to love you, my friend. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. But I kind of get the sense that. So many people have never felt that real vitality. Mm. And what's what's been your experience with you educating people on food and giving people access to these resources and tools and the awareness? Like what's actually what, – what are people experiencing when they fully embody that and really take on mm. that, that new way of living? Great question. Extreme transformation. Yeah. Extreme. With what? So number one, they poo. Uh -huh. You got to imagine this. People don't poo. Okay, let's go. Let's go there. Let's talk about shit. <laughs> how many about... how many times a day should people shit? Well, you eat, you should poo. Yeah. You eat okay. four times a day. You shit four times a day. Yeah. I shit where... three three to four times but a day. Think about where it's at, it's not not the poo. <laughs> oh my god, this it's is usually hilarious. in the toilet. What should be? But... Okay, it's not what it should be. But what it should be. This is how it works. In my opinion, one opinion. There's many out there. Okay, this is just one little beautiful woman sitting here next to you. One opinion. Energy in, energy out. Mm -hmm. Energy in, energy out. Okay? So the, the body flows with that. It's kind of like the Bali driving on a scooter. You come to Bali and they're like, oh, no one, no one puts their blinker on and stops. It's like, it's like water. It just flows. Yeah. The Balinese just have this way of flowing. Same as in the internal. So energy in, energy out. So 50 minutes after you eat something, you should be on. Mm. Yeah, and that's how you know the body is starting to go in sync and, and it's being congruent and it's not out of congruency and it's having this delicious way of doing what it's designed to do, which and, is break down food. Yeah, and if it's really out weird. of sync and then they start this new lot, how long does that take so, to get back into sync? Oh, three days. Oh, really? On plants. Okay. Fuck yeah. yeah. Bring it on. Yeah. Chew it. That's the first point of digestion. Yep. Digestion starts in the mouth. It does not start anywhere else. Yep. You can shut, you can, you can, you can, you know, chuck down as much apple cider vinegar and lemon juice to spark those acids in that. Damn body. it, mum was right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I'm salivating thinking about it. So it's food operates like this: seeing, smelling, eating. Don't we? We get it. We go to it. We go on a date. We have a beautiful meal, but like we're talking to that person and we're smiling and we're like, oh, this looks amazing, <gasps> you know, and then the smell of it and then we eat it, right? It's that process. So what happens with these humans when I say extreme transformation, number one, they're amping up the plant in the world. Number two, they're actually having a romance with the divine nature. They're smelling it. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. 
which is yes. which is which in itself is a level of giving them presence not just to you know that moment yeah but probably gives them access to presence at the rest of the day right yeah yeah it does and and a spiritual practice doesn't mean you just meditate in the yeah. morning a spiritual practice is celebrating the mundane yeah. like as soon as i walked in here you were like do you know these chairs they're really 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 well done and they're quite expensive it's like that to me is presence i was just bragging because they're expensive I know, right? <laughs> so, you know what i mean but it's yeah. presence so with yeah. what i when when i said extreme transformation is like people humans start to have a delicious deliciousness around tasty goddamn food yeah. it just happens to be high in plants which creates an alkalinity state in the body which creates the body operating optimally because the cells aren't locked down and when the cells aren't locked down, that means that nutrients is about to go in and it's about to come out. Mm. And the digestion, digestion works beautifully. And that is extreme transformation. And yeah. then we have the other parts. Now we start healing certain diseases. Now we start looking at how fatigued I was and now I'm not. Oh, my God, I could go to the gym. Especially athletes. When I've helped athletes um, have a how I plant-based diet, not knocking out meat or anything like that, it's not my job, they, number one, they poo more. But they want to go back to the gym after training, which is unheard of because most most athletes go pre-workout, post-workout shakes, protein in between, protein in between, lunch, protein. Yeah. Back to the gym and they're fatigued. They're fucked. I come to the party and I'm like, how about we do this? And they're like, oh, my God, I can't sleep. I'm just wired. Yeah. Because the whole system is now flourishing and alkalizing because nature yeah. has this ability to match well, our Well, here's a really good point and, you know, I'm – no expert on this and this is why I'm asking you but my knowledge is the digestive system is a massive part of our energy consumption right like I've read that it's 50% of the calories that we burn is from our digestive system right now obviously if you're consuming foods that are not good for you well it's got to work a lot harder and then you're in this constant loop of you know you've got to feed yourself more to try to get those calories in but it's not doing what it's supposed to be doing it's just mm. this endless loop right mm. And then when you can start these practices, like you're saying, like eating foods that are really good for you and it's like it's less harsh, it's like flowing through your body, mm. well, then you don't need all that energy and your energy can go to places like healing your body and to uh, having more energy to go to the gym and being vibrant and, and doing these things. Expand on that a little bit. <laughs> you got to go back to the chewing though. That's where okay. it starts. So, you, so, so for somebody watching this right now, they're like, what is good food? What's healthy? We've been smashed with food claims. So we have to go back to the simply real food in its whole form. Okay, real food as close to nature intended it to be with low human interference yeah. is my gig. So a blender takes the nuts, makes the nut butter. Yep. That's low human interference. Yep. Got it? Yeah. So we try and we work through that process. Now, chewing is the most important part to activate stomach acids to break down food to create that flow which creates energy we have to start here and that's what we're forgetting and it's the hardest thing to do you pick up a fork put food on and put it in your mouth and then sit on your hands and chew it's torturous is that even a word torturous it's torturous I'm gonna go with it. it sounds torturous I know, right? yeah um it's horrible because you just shovel look around talk you know waiting for the next mouth you know and it, 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 that to me is where the body and you think about juice fasting and things like that and smoothies, they're all pre-digestible, right? So the body has a chance. Mm. So we need to have we need to be the blender. Yep. That's how we create the energy. So we need to we need to be the smoothie maker. We are the smoothie maker. Yeah. 
<laughs> that's <laughs> very good. That's <laughs> I great. hate smoothies personally. I like milkshakes, but anyway, that's a yeah. good story. But you are the blender. And, and that's where when we move out of the way of, um, you know, eat healthy, you need to eat healthy, forget all of that. Just just forget that for a minute because it's so complicated. It's more complicated than you think. You've and it's different accidents. for different people, right? It's very, then you've got the yeah. blood group type and then you've got the man type, the muscle type, the skinny women type, the hypothyroid type. Then you've got the keto, paleo, Atkins, um, <laughs> fruitarian, raw, raw food, vegan, veganism, vegan, vegan. You know, people vegans need eggs. You know, you're like, it just... Is that a thing? It's a thing. It's a thing. Vegan. Yeah, totes. It's a thing. There's so many things. And it's so confusing. And all this woman is standing there and doing is hating herself because yeah. she's so depressed and so upset with her thighs, she polishes off a packet of whatever and then she crucifies herself because she did that and then jumps on the treadmill the next morning. Yeah, it's a very unhealthy pattern. It's a, it's a vicious pattern. Yeah. Like I can stand in front of the mirror naked and fall in love with myself because I have this ability to deeply understand the organs. Now teaching that to someone when wow. they've grown up, with, especially women, with body issues and in this day and age you know like we're you know it's we're confronted with insta insta models constantly you know like it's crazy and so to get the food to like cashew cheese or whatever it might be nachos like i make a great two minute noodles um spaghetti bolognese whatever potato bake whatever it is that you can put on the table for a family meal and amp up those plants and chew more energy happens and digestion is the point of call, really. And don't forget too, like there are three brains, Monty. There's the head, the heart, and the gut. And they are th- they are three brains. And 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 it's really interesting because this is how I've always operated on. The heart has a memory. I take your heart, I put it into old mate's heart. He lives in the UK. He's gonna have traits of Monty. Mm. How is that even possible? How is that possible? It's so fascinating. Yeah, it is. Okay, yeah. The brain and the gut. How come the gut can dictate depression, mood swings, premenstrual, menstruate? You know, women get period pains. It's ludicrous. They shouldn't have that. So the gut is so out of whack. So we ha- when, we, when, I, when I teach or facilitate or bring to the table this deliciousness, I'm connecting the three brains, number one. I'm allowing them to understand that energy creates through chewing and then this beautiful heart, the feeling. So it's thinking, the feeling, and the doing, right? That's, how, that's my, my three pillars. Yeah. And so that, that, that nacho cheese is a fantastic example because that's going to stay in your memory forever. You're going to remember you forever because of that because you're going to think that's- back. Yeah, that's why I love you. The cheese, the cashew. If because you've not the tried the reason. cashew cheese, that's the only reason. is there a recipe There's for that? No other reason. <laughs> is there a recipe for that cashew cheese? Absolutely, I should okay. give that to you. Get the recipe. But that's in your heart. That's a feeling, mm. right? Now your brain was like, "What the fuck?" And your gut was like, "Thanks for coming. This mm. is easy for me to break down. I have energy." Yeah. So this kind of brings me back full circle to this idea of the ecosystem, right? It's like. The, our body is an ecosystem, and when the ecosystem is out of whack, well, then it's like if the flower is sick in the garden outside, it's like, well, you don't try to fix the flower. You fix the ecosystem. There's mm-hmm. something wrong. There's the light. There's this. There's that. Mm-hmm. So when something, you know, we get a symptom of, you know, depression or mm-hmm. something that's happening, it's like we try to, modern medicine would say, try to solve it there. Mm-hmm. Right, and it's very one-dimensional how we kind of look at things. But when you can focus, like what the way you're describing mm-hmm. this is, you're you're uh, embracing 
the love of the whole ecosystem. Mm. Yeah, it's really uh, it's it's very powerful what you, what you're doing. So mm, it is good on you, Cynthia. Thanks, mate. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about your business journey because you're one more thing though. Yeah, I just want to put this out there. You are what you think more than you are what you eat. Remember that. Okay. Very important because where thoughts go, energy flows. It's super, super important. Mm. And so I truly believe that you get what you are, not what you want. Yes. Vibration matches health when you don't ache for it. I need to be, I want to be, yeah. you don't understand, Monty, keto works for me, meat works for me, veganism is really good for me. Other, no. You must sink into the deliciousness of what you're becoming and focus on the vibrational match instead of messing around yeah. in the ecosystem because that's what fucks gut bacteria. Yeah. So where thoughts go, energy flows. Yeah. But on that also, we probably choose foods, which is a, vibrational match for our thoughts 100% yeah 100% yeah 100% I agree with you yes yeah beautiful thank you let's um touch on your business journey a little bit because one thing I'm super curious about always is people that are brilliant in their craft Mm. you know who are artists in what they do um quite often struggle with the entrepreneurial journey right because there's so many moving parts and you've got to hire this person, there's marketing and there's all these things and it almost kind of can take you out of your flow, out of your element, right? Now, I don't, I'm, you know, this is just an observation of me interviewing other people and having mentored mm. a lot of people. What's been, what's your journey like? Is that, has that been a thing for you? Have you always been a really good entrepreneur or <laughs> tell me about your entrepreneurial journey and what's that relationship been like between being in flow with your art and the business journey well it's so interesting my dad i love my dad he taught me how to work it's very different to being an entrepreneur yeah so i'm a worker and i'm proud of it because i don't stop until it's done i just have this ability (laughs) i was welding radiators at the age of 15. i was down my dad's workshop i was looking stamps on my mother's envelopes dusting the shelves in his marine shop, you know, driving the Land Cruiser at the age of 14, running into his diesel engines because he owned Volvo. So I'm, I'm brought up to work, not to dream. If I'm to dream, I'm to action. So I'm a, I'm a different human. This word, I mean, I teach at the Entrepreneurs Institute about wealth and health and how they're interconnected and they're not separate. You don't get really, really wealthy and then look after your health. That's retarded. So I, 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 I am like this, I am... <laughs> entrepreneur it's such a oh it's so I, I just it's not that I don't resonate with the word it's like I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a doer mm. I'm a chef right so my nature is you write me a list I'm going to go and do it but I'm only going to do it if I'm actually in passion in it yeah I don't do anything that's You're not out of line to yeah. I have done actually a few years ago where I stepped out of my own passion and gave it to someone else to operate. And I felt really disconnected, but I wanted them to shine. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I think it's a beautiful trait that I have. But then it lowered my, dumbed my shine. And so I was out of that. So I can see how that didn't match the entrepreneurship or the business side because she was wobbling because, you know, I'm, I need to do stuff. My, my highest value is not wealth. My highest value is health. 
And my highest value that I value myself on is being busy. It's a bit of a, bit of a sickness. So, so how does somebody with somebody who's watching this and they've got a gift like you, mm. they've got an art like you, they're an mm. artist like you, but they struggle with this uh, business side to mm. get the get that out there and share their gifts with the world. Like how how do they how do they well yeah how I know do they what, do that I know what you're saying I never wanted to be online number one let's just remember that <laughs> it wasn't in my nature I I have rest I I have restaurants and I've owned a food court and fish and chip shop and a vegan establishment I make you the food you give me the money you leave that's how I operate I've always operated like that it's been fabulous I've had dress shops I've always been I've always been in business Monty and um, with someone that's coming into the game, especially the online world, I've always had people that have helped me go online, by the way. So let's not forget that. This is not just done by me. Yeah. I've had amazing operation managers. Yeah, and this is, I guess, what I'm alluding to uh, yeah. is how to, how, how to what, what's been your journey like in building that team around you yeah. to support you in your, in your art. So for me, I must know everything, back end, front end, re- refund end, policy end, systems, procedures, Infusionsoft, which I call Confusionsoft, I must know it. I treat my business like a recipe and I encourage every single person to do the same thing. I think it's super important. Then you go and get your team. So my team are all women. Yeah. No disrespect to men, but I I have this sense that, and then I hire outside a a consulting firm. I hire outside, but I really do believe that you must school yourself on all aspects of what's behind that computer screen. Yeah. You must, because there is no way that you would pour Coca-Cola down there. You're not even going to pour it down your throat, really, because we know that's highly acidic. But we're not going to put shitty systems in that thing. So that's what I've learned being in business online in the last, say, nine months, is knowing every aspect about it. And I would never have done that because I've stayed in my lane. Oh, your passion's cooking. You don't need to do that. You don't need to be in that meeting. Bullshit. Bullshit. Go into the meeting. Sit back and listen to the amazing experts. Yeah, and also to make sure that everything that is being talked about is on point with your brand, because your brand 100%. is so important. Because 100%. your your brand your 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 art is your brand, and if somebody's out there on your behalf, yep. you know, promoting you, doing this, it's like if it's just not all in alignment with your your personal brand, and your art, well, it's gonna it's gonna I go cut off all somewhere. My deals. I cut all my deals. Yeah. I, anything that comes into my system, into my inbox, my I have, um, what's it, not a VA, EA, what's the other one above that? I have high-level EAs. Yeah. I don't do VAs. Yeah. And I, and, I, and, I, and I sit back and I sink into the chair and I read it and I feel into it and I'm like, oh, wow, this is right. You know, this feels good. Yeah. So now how do I negotiate from there easily? Transparency is king. Yeah. I don't focus on the on the I need to get this much and this much out of it and how many followers you have. I'm not interested. I'm interested in conversation and I'm interested in connection. And then I go forth and 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 do the things. But I know the whole process. I know the media form they've filled out. I developed it. I know where it goes to. I know the back end, the front end. And I just really believe that knowing all that just makes me sink into the chair a little bit more. Then I can really focus on my stuff instead of being naive, to be honest. Yeah. 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 That's that's uh, very good points. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about your business, like as of the moment, like you selling programs online. Obviously, the retreats and stuff that you've done through twenty twenty that's kind of <laughs> dissolved a little bit. So what's your focus? What's your focus now? And how are you are you using this time in twenty twenty to as an opportunity to kind of 
Everything's an opportunity. To exactly doesn't matter what day it is. To <laughs> to reinvent or ha- ha- like, yeah. what's twenty twenty been like for you like in your business? Like every other year for me. Yeah. It's just it's like for me. It's I I have products. I have online products and I have retreats, okay? And then I'm a public speaker. So you have cooking classes, recipes yes. and all of that and people so can buy on, into yeah. that. So yeah. I have online products, which are um, ebooks and actual cooking classes that stream 24-7 on any, any device and I show you how to make that cookie with the energy attached behind us and the simplicity of it and a walkthrough the process and you get to talk to me. It's really cool Yeah. because it's pre-recorded oh, yeah, but you yeah. get to talk to me. I get to answer your questions because it's in a back-end system. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. And I have over 10,000 students. That's cool. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> so great. And so I have that, and which I love. I love filming. I adore it. I think it's amazing being able to articulate what you love on camera. I think it's amazing, like what you're doing. Um, and then I have physical products, health products, um, health food products. I actually like to call them lifestyle choices, to be honest. So I have a, a, a equivalent to a Vegemite. And if you know Vegemite or ProMite or whatever like that, I have the equivalent to it, which is made with real ingredients. What's it called? It's called MyProB and MyProB Plus. And MyProB Plus is like the out, up version of the funk, more fermentation. And MyProB is the gluten-free version. Mm. And then I have Lighten Up Loaf, which is a colon cleanse loaf of bread. I know, right? It's epic. And then I have five other products. I'm not going to tell you about them, but they're coming yeah. out this year. Oh, uh, cool. Yeah, and I have uh, other things that I can't really say right now. That's cool. That's okay. And I do, and I also am a contributor to FM TV um, and Gaia TV and also now in a deal with another TV company. So that's what I do. And then my physical retreats, which is not my gig, by the way. I'm never really – I love working in them and I love facilitating in them and being a co-host, but I'm not really – it's never my thing to have a retreat. It's always someone else's dream. Yeah. This is not my gig. But I did one and, yeah, it was all right. It's great, whatever, you know. It's not my thing. I prefer to make money elsewhere, to be honest. But I get that people want to be with me and I appreciate that and I respect that. And that would be the only reason why I'd do another one yeah. is because of people, not because of any other reason. And I'd make it cheap as fuck. Yeah. I really would. <laughs> because it's just it's, 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 it's what creates a ripple effects that, that transform the world is you. Yeah, and and what I'm you know, what's beautiful about what I'm hearing here, and it's probably a really good message for other people out there, is people get so caught up in creating products mm. because the marketing works, or this yeah, yeah. copy sounds good, or this the they think that this matches the market, or it's very disconnected to what is their actual purpose and what is their craft, what mm. is their what is their art, and what you're sharing. What I'm hearing is. Uh, is how to just be in alignment, fully connected to that, yeah. and create business f- from from that from that place. And there's a lot of entrepreneurs out there that are yeah. they're fully aligned. And and you're probably yeah. very connected to a lot of entrepreneurs who are living their purpose. 100%. Um, there's a lot of people like us in in Bali. There's a huge concentration of uh, passionate entrepreneurs yeah. here. And, and globally too. I have a lot of friends outside of Bali that are running their own companies yeah. and in love with themselves doing yeah. it. And so because you're so connected to uh, a, a lot of uh, a lot of people like us, you probably have some insights into maybe how people can connect to their purpose. Yeah. Uh, it, it kind of feels to me like a lot of people struggle with finding their purpose. Like what what do you what's your take on that? Do you what what advice can you give to people who trying to connect into their purpose because you're obviously somebody who is very passionate, very connected, mm. and it's almost like when when I meet people like that, 
quite often they don't even know how they got there. They're just like, that's just how they are, right? Well, it's a great conversation. At the moment I'm building a little cafe in Perth with a friend of mine at the moment and how – and it's so interesting. What I took him through was how do you feel when you make that smoothie bowl? Because he's like, how do I do the copy? How do I do the marketing? How do I connect with it? How do people know how to buy it? I'm like, well, number one, what makes your smoothie bowl any different? Absolutely fucking nothing. That's the truth. Okay? And he's like, yeah. And I said, well, let's make it different. How do you feel when you make it? And he's like, I just know that it just makes me feel like I just I just love the flavor of it and I love how thick it is and it feels like ice cream. And and when I eat ice cream, I have these memories of a child and and I know that like it's cold but it's like delicious and I just don't get full and, and I'm like blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay. So that's a feeling. And I go, so let's take that feeling and put it into a word and say love is a word. And I say, great, so let's make a stencil. And let's put it on the smoothie bowl and let's dust some cacao on the bowl and have that word love. That now makes you – now let's write about that and let's write about the, 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 the ingredients in the bowl and put context around it. Why is dragon fruit good for you? And then because he's, he's obviously a coach and so he knows all that sort of stuff. And so I helped, I've helped him build that structure based on feeling. Mm. So anyone out there that is passionate about making this microphone <laughs> – or that little fluffy thing, or whatever it might be, this jacket or this ring, is like, do you really feel so good when you're doing it? Or do you feel pressure and, to have to do it? And how can you bring that connectedness? How can you bring your purpose to that process, to the process? It's yeah. all feeling. Yeah. Everything's based on feeling. You get what you are, not what you want. Yeah. And that's the ache of an entrepreneur. I've got to, I must, I'm going online, I've got this thing, you know, I've got this thing and it's amazing. And you know what, I'm on Instagram, I've got this many followers. And I'm an, I'm an, I'm an, I'm an you know, influencer. I'm not an influencer. I'm an alchemist on the way I operate. It's a feeling. And so when I'm teaching at the Entrepreneurs Institute, it's like, it, and this is a really cool conversation because a lot of them are like, they go to this iLab and after they're finished, like completely change their whole business or they've jumped into another business. Have you noticed yeah, that? Like yeah, you yeah. teach there as well. Oh, there's well. so many, so many do that. Yeah. So many do that yeah. because – Which is a beautiful thing, by the way. It's amazing because yeah. suddenly they felt yeah. from hustled and ached yeah. felt. Because it's yeah. very easy to get trapped there in the hustle. And I know this for, for myself like because my, I had my first business when I was eight. And the reason – the reason I had that is because I was always comparing myself to other kids. Like I grew up in a what would be deemed a poor environment in Australia and I was just comparing myself to other kids and I was like, it was from a feeling of unworthiness, like I'm not enough. But it gave me this drive to if I want something more, I've got to create it myself. So that became my pattern through my whole life. It's not sustainable to stay mm -hmm. like that because it had me be, it had me be to had like the work ethic was always there. Mm. But everything I ever created was from the hustle, was from that place of not being enough. Like I've got to create wow. more, I've got to create more, I've got to create more. I, I don't know much about you, but that's very interesting. Yeah. And wow. I think it's very easy for people to get stuck in that and get trapped in the mechanism of the business rather than mm. finding what is like really 
pure. Feels good. What feels good. Like really good. Because yeah. hustle can still feel good. A hustle can still feel good. It's like a smack, right? Yeah. You know what <laughs> I I'm saying? Know. I haven't done that one. But it, but it is. It's an adrenaline and smack, whether it's yeah. alcohol, drugs, whether it's rock and roll, it doesn't matter. Jumping on a surfboard, there's a, there's a hit of energy. Yes. And that's what I mean by that. And hustle can be fabulous. And also it's not sustainable. Yeah. And you know that. Yeah. Well, and this is why, you know, like when I try to explain to people how I live my life now, I spend more hours every day exercising in ice baths, doing surfing, you know, all these practices around it. And then I work, I work maybe a few hours a day. But the way I explain it is that other stuff that I do, yeah. people look from the outside and go, well, that's not work. But to me, it is work. It's right. just my work has evolved mm. into being that. And I look to somebody like Richard Branson and it's like, well, how does he seemingly spend his day kite surfing and, you know, playing tennis? And it's like, well, that is now is his highest value. That is his work. That is the thing that gives him vitality to make it so that when he is doing those things, he's making the phone calls, he's doing in the meetings, he's doing the work. Isn't it it's like that is the thing that has him be so in line, so in tune, so on point. Yeah. It is the highest value. And I think, you know, like that's been an important thing for me to disconnect from that hustle. Mm. And I think people need to find whatever their version of I love that. Is, so. My my highest value is in the mundane moments. Just simple. Yeah. Like really simple life. I live a very simple, gorgeous, calm, yet motivated, driven life. You know? And mm. I love it. And and I got to remember that busyness, hustle, makes me feel successful. Not money. That this this movement. Cynthia's constantly on the move. And I've been through a process somewhat like yours, where I would do a retreat or do a whole skint of filming or do something and I'd be on the couch and there'd be nothing to do and be like, what's wrong with me? I'd, I'd be terrible, terrible yeah. to live with, terrible to live with because I'm a, I'm a cyclone. But but now I've, I've, I've gone through such a beautiful process with my heart to go, Oh, I understand that about now myself. Now I understand that about me. Yeah. And thank you for holding me up, you beautiful body. Thank mm. you. You know? And you're still holding me up as I lie here and put my feet up. Yeah. And I smile because thank God I'm this woman now. Yeah, and I, I think, and this is my observation, people who are working nine to five or they're you know entrepreneurs and they're working mm -hmm. 12 hours a day, it's like the objective is to build the business to make money so that they can take long vacations oh, yeah. or they can retire free or, or whatever whatever that thing is and to me like it's all just molded into one like mm. work life play it's 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 all meant to Thank be you. just molded into one thing Thank you if one more t person tells me to have time off I'm going to hit them yeah. Because this is my time off. Exactly. That's how I feel. This is when I'm lying. It's like I'm doing a podcast. This is fun as fuck. I know, right? But this is work. I know, right? It's how I go. Don't tell me to take a rest. Yeah. I am resting in the mundane. Yeah. It's beautiful. That's, yeah, amazing. Super cool. <laughs> um, one last question for you. Before I do that, let me just uh, acknowledge you for just a second because I think the work that you do is, it's really powerful. Um, it's really opening people up to so many things and maybe triggering things in their lives, taking them in directions that you probably never see, right? And I think it's it's really 
uh, beautiful, powerful thing that you're that you're doing, opening people up to healing and vitality and so many different things. So I'll make sure everybody has. We'll put the links in the show notes and sure. online. Um, where where can we send people? Like where to Instagram or to your website? Where do we where, where can people find more everywhere. about you? I'm everywhere. Chef Cynthia Just Louise. It. You'll Just see me. Google it. Doesn't cool. matter where. You'll find Make me. sure everyone's got uh, access to that. Um, one last question: If you had the ability to connect a message to every person on the planet, to all of humanity, like what would that what would that one message be? Oh, that's such a that's such a beautiful question. Um, get to know yourself. Really, the human the human condition is incredible. We're angry. We're violent. We're happy. We're soulful. We're joyful. We're meditators. We're workers. We're you know we have so many different facets of Cynthia. She's not just a chef. I think that if every human could just sit and learn their traits. And not try and stop the traits. Yeah, not judge themselves. Yeah. Compare. Yeah. She she was like this to me because she was and she did this to me. If we could just 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 stop and sink into when we're angry and what it feels like and go, where did that come from? Oh yeah. wow, that's right. I remember I, that. And I think that's real power. That's real power. Yeah. Like the, I mean, connecting to yourself in that manner is is real power and then it doesn't matter what happens outside of it, doesn't matter what this person said or what exactly. your mum did to you forty years ago. It's like, no, the power's with, with you. The greatest gift that ever happened to my life was in, in the sense of when I sink into the life I've spent is I was adopted and I always used to think she abandoned me mm. and she didn't love me and I always had this toolbox of energetic behaviour of you're going to leave me and I'm going to be alone and, ah, you know, and I've always had that. And over the last 12 months, I don't have that anymore because I've gotten to know the, the, the actual person that I am and unpack the toolbox and look at it. And like, that kept me alive. And I get that. But what the, the greatest thing is that I understood my language and, and I had this vibrationally thing happen to me one day where I said to myself, oh, my God, she had two options, to abort me or to give me life. And she gave me life. Mm -hmm. And I w I'm focusing on that instead of the story around that. Yeah, it's not the event of what happened. It's exactly. our relationship to, to that. I know, and, and yeah. unpacking all those facets that I am from this life. And everybody's got something. I exactly. mean, you know, you know, that's a big story, but everybody's got something. Everybody. Everybody's got so something. So if you can understand the context in the stories, the behaviours, number one, and get we, to know yourself. Because we think that there's something wrong with us totally. by having these I traumas know. and stuff. I've been told my whole life Every, there's something wrong with me. You've no everybody's idea. Everybody's got something, man, everybody. Nobody's. She's this, she's that, she's this. You don't know how she made me feel. She, she, she. Yeah. I've been told that my whole life. Well, I think you're beautiful. I think you're amazing. And your cashew cheese is freaking delicious. And this cookie is next level. So, <laughs> Chef Cynthia, thank you so much for coming in the studio and joining me. It's been an absolute pleasure. And... Uh, Talk to you real soon. Beautiful. Guys, thank you so much for joining again. Go check out Chef Cynthia's everything. Uh, make sure you uh, get yourself involved in this cashew cheese and these and these cookies because you know you you're gonna feel you're gonna feel like I do, which is freaking amazing. Guys, thanks. <laughs>
to scale your business in such a way that it not only becomes an organization that runs without you, but it becomes an asset that grows without you. Then go to the website now, get access to this free diagnostic tool. It takes about 30 minutes. If you do this, you will understand why and how entrepreneurs like Richard Branson have so many companies and he spends his day kite surfing and playing tennis. That's www.entrepreneurharmonics.com. All one word. I'll see you there.